Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Trot's Talk. Live the dream. Get involved in harness racing today. NZ Harness Racing. Visit hrnz.co.nz. Good morning. Welcome to Trot's Talk. Great to have your company on a Sunday morning. Michael Guerin joining you on SENZ today courtesy of Harness Racing New Zealand, hrnz.co.nz, for everything you need to know about harness racing. It's been a busy time, but some of you may not have caught up with the news last night. Late last night, New Zealand time, the dual New Zealand Cup winner, copy that, took out the Ballarat Cup. Now, it's a major lead-up to the Hunter Cup, which is in two weeks' time, but it's also a very good race in its own right. And he was too good for the Australians. Only his second victory in Victoria for copy that. We'll talk to Blair Orange later in your harness racing hour, live out of Victoria for his first ever Victorian success. Our premiership winning driver having his first win in Victoria, only his second day or night of driving there. Also coming up, we have Marlborough Harness Racing today on the grass. We'll talk to Bob Butt and John Dunn. We'll talk to Robert Dunn, John's father, about an accident he had this week and seeing how he is getting over a what appears to be a broken collarbone or broken uh, elbow. And Kirsten Green's going to join us from down there in the deep south because she has maybe, maybe the best horse in the deep south. Your chance to be a winner here on Trot's Talk, courtesy of HRNZ and the TAB with a $50 bonus bet. Our code word for today, we need your name, your TAB account number, and the bonus word is, what's he, two words. Copy that. He has beaten the Australians and some pretty darn good ones in the Ballarat Cup. Copy that is our code words for the day to go into a chance to win $50, the bonus bet from the TRB with producer dude Robbie to choose our winner this morning. You can maybe sway him by giving him some reason why you should win that $50 bonus bet courtesy of the tab. Text him to double eight, double three, your name, your TRB account number, where you're in the country, why you should win, if you want to put that there, and the code words copy that after the little South Auckland pacer took out the Ballarat Cup last night. Robert Dunn is on the phone. Now, on Friday, Robert had an incident at the door heading to the track. We'll find out more now. Robert, good morning. How are you? Yeah, good morning, Mick. Um, not too bad, thank you. Not too bad, considering I could have been a lot worse. Okay. Heading to the track at Pukekohe on Friday, the bit in the horse's mouth breaks. What happens next? Yeah, well, uh, first of all, Mick, can I tell you that I'm very disappointed with um, the product I brought because now I've found that it's a it's a take-off of a very well-known New Zealand bit that is made in the Hawke's Bay, equal to Myla bit. And this is a this is an important one that's uh, been copied from uh, the the, the, uh, the chaps are making uh, um, as I said in the bay and um, 
it just pulled up like brand new first time on the horse and I was just joking um, some of these terror of course he's a very good horse walking him down the track and he just went to go a little bit quicker and I just took a hold of him and the bit just pulled apart and I went sort of straight out the back door and I was, as I was landing, going to land on the ground I was managed to twist my body slightly and uh, landed on my shot on my arm and my um, you know side rather than on my head so I was quite happy about that part okay so Robert, you, you've you've made you're falling at the back of the cart, so you made the decision to lean a certain way, uh, and that's obviously saved you getting damage to your head, which is the most important part. But that means you've got a couple of broken ribs and I believe a fractured elbow. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a fracture of the radius bone that that goes uh, from your wrist into your elbow. It's, it's right at the head of the radius that, uh, that, that attaches to your elbow, so. A decision hasn't been made whether to operate just yet. I'm going to go to a specialist this week and uh, and just see what the prognosis is. But it's um, look, it could have been a lot worse, Mick. So I'm very, very fortunate. All right. And I'm very fortunate too that it wasn't done when I was going quick. Because I tell you, that would have been catastrophic. Okay, so the elbows out of play for a while. Um, who looks after the team in the north while you can't drive? I presume for a couple of weeks at least. Well, I'm out for a minimum of six weeks for a starter, so with the elbow, uh, even whether or not I have an operation or not, no, but I'm lucky I've got Reese Fenson, who's just outstanding, and his wife Penny, so very fortunate. Reese is, uh, is a terrific horseman, and he's just a brilliant man to work with, and a great, you know, really looks after the team really, uh, really well, and Penny does all the dressing up of the horses, and she's um, a tremendous horsewoman herself, so I'm very fortunate, Mick. Doesn't sound like much fun, Robert, um, but you did get two wins at Alexander Park on Friday night. Um, what sort of horses are these who, who won there on Friday night, the Brave being the first of those? Yeah, well, the Brave is a horse we bought at the sales a couple of years ago, and Richard and David Cole um, own the horse, and um, also there's the galloping uh, Mark Chitties in it as well. So I haven't actually met Mark yet, but you probably know him well, Mick. And uh, he, this is his first horse with me in the stable, as is with Richard and David as well. But no, he's a nice horse. He's uh, one of those progressive horses that's going to be a very good staying horse, and he'll only get better as he gets older. And the second horse, Manton Mass, is one we uh, we got from Tony Hurley. He had a, a, a bit of a problem when he was there and had to have nine months spell. And and uh, Dave Smith, our blacksmith, asked us, you know, to um, have a have a look at him, and we're very very pleased that. He went as good as he did because um, he's a lovely horse and uh, he's got a wee bit of a future, we think. All right, Robert, let's talk about um, your stable star. You've got lots of stars in the stable, but the big one, of course, is Sunday Sun. We haven't seen him since winning the Dominion back in November. Um, where is he at at the moment? Well, I can tell you, Mick, and, and, and also your listeners, that he's back in full training. As of two days ago, he went on the injury list there a little while ago. We could have raced him in that last Group 1 race, the 100,000 one in, in, uh, at Addington, but we made the call not to because he had a little bit of swelling around the hind suspensory, but it, the hind suspensory itself was, wasn't was um, affected at all. It just developed swelling there. We scanned it quite a few times, no tear in there at all, but just um, a wee bit of roughening, so we decided to um, put him on the treadmill and uh, we've had three scans and each scan it's got better and better. The swelling's completely gone. So as of, well, Vich, I think on Monday he'll start full training down the beach. What's the aim for him, Robert? Because I presume the Row Cup is the ultimate aim, but that's quite a way away. 
Yeah, no, well, the first aim, of course, will be the uh, Fred Shaw. There is a race before the Fred Shaw down, down in Christchurch, and um, then it's got the Fred Shaw, which is a Group 1. Um, I think it's been come back from the 100,000 back to 90 now with the change of the, you know, um, state payouts. And then you'll head to Auckland for the Anzac and also another crack at the Row Cup. All right, mate, with the rest of the team, you, you, you've had a... Um, you've had a derby win at the trotting level. You've also had some good open-class pacing horses. Are you going to be bringing some of those good horses, the ones who have won the better races, up to the north? Because the north is where it's at, sort of between mainly February and May. Or are those horses going to stay down south and, and your North Island team remain the horses we are now? No, there's definitely going to be a, an influx of horses from down south. Um, we're looking at bringing possibly two two-year-olds for the young guns up, and um, we'll be. I've got. I've just built the team up recently, Nick. We've probably got um, twelve or thirteen horses up here now, and I'm thinking that we'll be mixing them around a bit. But we'll bring up um, the likes of uh, Nazareth will come up. Uh, we've got kissing. We've got some really promising young horses kissing run for the uh, trotting races, three-year-old sections. And um, I would say we're going to have an influx of really nice horses coming up between now and May. And uh, so I need more staff. So if there's anybody out there that wants a job, give me a ring, please. <laughs> Robert, um, one person who can't work for you for much longer, but he was in town over the weekend, was your son Dexter, the leading driver in North America. Um, must be great to have both your boys home. Of course, John is home and working hard. We'll talk to him later in this hour. But Dexter's been home for three or four weeks and looking a happy and relaxed man. When you talk to him, it's sort of hard to believe he's the leading driver in North America because he's still just old Dex. Yeah, he absolutely is. And I'll tell you something now, Mick, and you would have seen him yesterday, of course, at Caraca, which was a great day's racing. Um, but he is relaxed and he's just loved this trip down under. You know, Meeting all his old mates has been an absolute highlight. He said he's... He knew he'd missed it, but he just can't believe how much. And it's been a, it's been a great break for him. He's still here and there, actually. Uh, today, he probably might even stay another couple of days and uh, look after me and, and help Robin, my partner, out looking after me for a bit. But he's, um, it's been great for me to catch up with him because we hadn't seen him after picking him up at the airport when he arrived. But his, um, his whole trip's been outstanding. But look, the, all the success he had has never changed him, and that's uh, something I'm very proud of. Robert, um, we know you're probably hurting at the moment, probably a few panadols in the body. Mate, uh, good luck with the recovery with your broken elbow and, and, of course, a couple of broken ribs from the accident on Friday. Mate, thank you for joining us on Trot's Talk this morning and looking forward uh, to Sunday's sun, getting back to work and getting back in front of our television screens very shortly. Yeah, well, thanks for that, Mick, and we can't wait also. And, um, and, and thanks for all the messages of uh, support I've had over the last... 48 hours has been too many to reply to but um, uh, it's a great game we're in as you know and everybody um, looks after each other so it's fantastic to be part of it all. That's Robert Dunn um, he has a broken elbow and a couple of broken ribs after a sort of pre-track work accident because the bit on the horse broke on the way to track work on Friday so he is a little bit laid up but his son Dexter in town from North America um, been able to look after Dad for the last couple of days as well as attending the Karakamillion last night at Pukekohe. By the way, to all those who were successful at the Karakamillion last night at Pukekohe, congratulations to particularly Robert 
uh, Wellwood and Roger James for Prowess's win in the three-year-old race there because they beat some very, very good horses. In the harness racing front, we're heading to Marlborough today, Blenheim, for the grass track racing. Now, we'll take a break shortly, but we'll talk to Bob Butt and John Dunn, who's Robert's son, about their chances there today because John, of course, recently drove his 1500th New Zealand winner and also drove six yeah, yep, six last Sunday at Nelson. So he's the man to talk to. Get your text in to double eight double three, and we need a reason to give you the fifty dollar bonus bet from the tab. So producer dude Robbie is going to make the choice. Uh, you need double eight double three. This text number, your name, your TRP account number, and the code words for today. Copy that because the little Kiwi who can took out the Ballarat Cup last night and is now the favourite for the Hunter Cup in two weeks' time. We'll take a break. Come back on the other side here, courtesy of Harness Racing New Zealand on Trot's Talk and try and find you a winner down there in Marlborough. Welcome back to Trot's Talk, courtesy of Harness Racing New Zealand. We are racing on the grass today at Marlborough, Blenheim, where we have the second day of their two-day meeting. So the form should should roll in nicely from what occurred there on Friday. Bob Butt is down there. Good morning to you, Bob. Hey, Mark. How are you, mate? Mate, I'm going well, thank you. I've uh, bumped into a whole lot of your mates yesterday at the Karaka Million, so all your trotting mates were there having a good time. I'm sure you've been having a good time too in the Nelson Marlborough circuit. And What do you make of your chances today? Because the listeners want a winner, Bob, and you had a magic 2022. We want you to find us a winner in 2023. Um, well, they're all sort of chances if... It just sort of needs to work out. The races on Friday were sort of funny races. They just sort of all walked along and just ran quarters in them. Um, so it'll just be a bit different to see if there's um, some more, more moves than that today. Everyone's having a bit more of a crack. You're driving magnitude for Tim Trayton in the first on the card. You're coming to barrier one. What sort of chance would magnitude be? Um, just If it does everything right, it's a first four chance, but there's probably... Um, a couple of others in there that are a bit sharper than, than she is. Okay, for Paul Scott, you drive Cheddar, one I don't know very well, on the third on the card. Yeah, he was actually, um, he probably didn't look as flash on Friday as he actually went. He he um, just sort of lacked a, lacked a bit of speed. I didn't really know him either, but um, I think I'll put him in the race a bit more today and um, he might get a bit closer. Mate, the big trot today is race five. It goes at 2.07. You have Heston Hall. From your stable, I would suggest there's no shortage of ability there. What happened on the first day? Um, he just he copped a check early, and I sort of had to pull him off his feet, so it wasn't all his fault. But um, he, he lost a bit of ground there galloping, but I was still um, a wee bit disappointed in him afterwards. I thought he might have stuck in a bit longer. So um, in saying that, he hadn't had a race for about a month, so um, just hoping he just needed to run a bit and he can improve again today, but he's a bit in the same boat. There's probably a couple in there a bit sharper than him, um, but he could, he could, on ability, if he did everything right and he went to his best, he could definitely run a place. Bob, you got to win on the first day with Ultimate Bird, again for Tim Trayton, one of the good guys in harness racing. Um, Steps up in grade and race seven today at 3.10. Look, it doesn't look an overly strong field. It doesn't look a daunting type of race. No, nah, not at all. It's probably... Um, because he was so low in the ratings with that win the other day, he probably 
hasn't jumped up too high. They're all sort of much of a muchness, those ones all under under 50. So, um, yeah, like I say, if he can, um, if he, he'll, get, he'll get handy again and he'll um, give a good side, I think. He's he's definitely my best of the day by far. In race eight, you drive Tact Teal for Mark Jones, one of this good tact breed. Um, again, it's a nice enough field, but you've got barrier two, so has to be hard to beat. Yeah, I got left parked the first day and it um, pulled its block off. So um, hopefully, if it can relax today, it, it, um, it hung in there. It just got tired late, which it was entitled to do so. So it was probably one of those runs where you just put the line through it and um, hope today it um, settles and it, it, it's definitely a first four chance if it can do that. Bob, the Marlborough Cup is worth $20,000, so a nice stake today over the 2,850 metres. You've got get up and dance in the race. Really good three starts ago. For those who didn't see the race on Friday, what happened to get up and dance? Um, he, well, he's a funny horse, this horse. I can't really work him out. He was so good at Rangiora, um, and he probably, you'd say, beat up a better field than this one and did it easy, but... Um, then I took him to Reefed and, and he went very disappointing. And then on um, Friday, um, he'd sort of just sat midfield and um, it probably wasn't run to suit. They just ran up the straight. They actually ran home in 26-7 or something, I think, on the grass. So it wasn't to his liking. But he still still didn't go as good as he probably sh- should have done on his best form. So, yeah, just like I say, I can't, I can't work him out yet. He's... Um, He's a bit of a head-scratcher, but if he puts in a performance like he did at Rangura, well, he's going to be right there. All right, Bob, if we're going to have a bet today, because everybody's had an expensive weekend, it's been an expensive January, what's the best chance of you driving a winner and therefore us making a dollar? Um, definitely Ultimate Bird, by far. He's, he's my best boss. He's a standout, really. Bob, what's happened to Manhattan, your stable star? We saw her up in Auckland over the early part of the summer. Where's she, what's she up to? Um, oh, there's a um, group two mares, there's premier mares champs for um, on Friday night at, at, back at Addington, so um, she's ready to go. Bob, thanks for joining us this morning, mate. Um, good luck on the big grass track there at Blenheim today. Cheers, Mike. See you, mate. That's Bob Butt, one of the good guys in harness racing. He had a magic 2022. I think he finished about fifth in the premiership and trained up a storm. Another guy having a great time uh, in the sulky and as a quasi-trainer of the Dunn Stables Diamond Racing is John Dunn. Good morning to you, John. Good morning, Mick. Mate, did you drive six winners last Sunday, I heard? I was overseas, but Greg O'Connor told me you drove six winners in a day. That's that's remarkable stuff. It's some um, shadows of your brother, should I say. Yeah, yeah I was lucky to get six, and um, just one of those days, everything fell into place, and uh, they all put their, put their hand up and raced accordingly, so, it was, yeah, really good day out. That's your second milestone, of course, um, of recent times, because you recently drove your, does this right, your 1,500th winner? That sounds like a lot of winners, John. Yeah, got that a couple of weeks ago, so um, yeah, a lot of winners are right, so um, yeah, it's good to get that one. Mate, are you surprised that you've managed to get to that bigger number? Because there's a lot of people in the Hall of Fame type list who haven't driven that many winners and probably 10 years ago if I'd said to you you're going to drive 1500 winners by your young age that might have sounded a bit of a stretch Yeah we were surprised all right. it started off pretty slow but then, then sort of picked, picked things up from there but uh, very lucky we, we train a lot of horses and we race a lot of horses and um, so go to the race meeting 
not often I haven't got a drive, which um, you're very grateful for. So, yeah, it's surprising though how it just ticks up so quick. Mate, let's get down to business today. You drive Feel the Moment in the first on the car for Trent Yearsburg. Uh, horse got ability, all right. Um, put his best foot forward. He's fresh to the meeting. Didn't start the first day, so um, but he has trolled. He's trolled the odd race. He, he has got it there, so um, he has to be a nice show. Mate, race two, number two for you. So rock around. Um, don't have the one start. What happened then? Yeah, had a few steering issues that day uh, on the first day here. Sort of, he still was going good at the time. Just couldn't let him run. Had to um, so. Change a wee bit of gear today. Uh, hopefully that works and he can steer straight and, and sort of he's drawn, drawn very well. Um, hopefully he can find the fence. I'd say it'd be better there. Uh, rough place chance. Mate, race three, uh, Hukai Hine for Sonny Jacobs, who's a name I don't see very often in the race book. Yeah, no, Sonny's a fellow, local fellow sort of from Kaikoura, so he only trains a couple of horses. Um, yeah, he was wrapped with the fifth, so hopefully... We can get him the money, be even happier, but um, we just need a wee bit of luck to do that. Fourth on the card, you drive at Manzini from your own barn. Yeah, I was quite happy with her the first day. She sort of got a long way back and, and sort of got near enough drag up, but hit the line very well. Uh, it's going to be a bit harder today, drawing outside the second row over the over the short course, so um, be needing luck again. To But uh, sort of the way she went the first day, a nice place chance. Okay, mate, in the fifth on the card, you drive, uh, excuse my French, what happened on day one? Never really got its rhythm, got got left parked to sort of um, muscle bank found the front and sort of got running from about the thousand and just couldn't quite get his rhythm, so uh, hopefully I get a wee bit of cover today and if I can do that, and sort of, he is better follower, so um, if I can get cover and he can, can trot like he can, on his day, um, nice each way chance. We're talking to John Dunn here on Trot's Talk, courtesy of Harness Racing New Zealand. He drives beyond a shadow in the sixth on the card. It's actually a nice enough field, John. You're drawing the outside of the front line. Yeah, this big guy I'm great the first day, actually. And um, unfortunately, we're drawn outside the front row today, so it's not going to be easy. Um, I'll probably have to drive the same way with one run at them. But uh, yeah, from, from that draw, you need, need a bit of luck. Rock and Roll Diva is your drive in the seventh on the card, your second drive for the day for Trent Yearsburg. Got a long way back, got back on the fence, and uh, it sort of just rolled around and springs up straight quite hard that race, sort of, and I was making ground. Um, drawn near enough near enough at four there, so hopefully I can ping across and stay a lot handier if I can. Um, good each way, the place. Mate, Jimmy Armour is your drive in race eight on the card. Second line barrier draw. They're, a few of the favourites are back there with you, so there could be a few moves here. Yeah, it could be all right, but uh, you were just hoping for a better draw with this fella. He's sort of also, all his good races, he's sort of been on fence or, or near the pace, so it's going to be hard to do that. Um, going to be relying, relying on a bit of luck here. So hope we can get that. Mate, I thought I'm your Huckleberry in race nine had to be a chance. Yeah, I was a fraction disappointed, actually. He had to run to win. He sort of came out like he was going to win the first day. Um, so hopefully he just needed it. hadn't had a race since the coast prior. So uh, hopefully we can put down to that and just go that fraction better today. Mate, the Marlborough Cup is the 10th on the card today. Dashing Major won the prelude on Friday. You also have from your stable, yours and Dad's and Jenna's stable, uh, Sam's Town. So... Who's your best chance, and what good, what sort of chance are you of winning the Marlborough Cup? 
Yeah, well, I've definitely got a good chance, right? They've both been great the first day, and they've been racing really good prior to, prior to coming up here. So uh, they generally both step well. Um, I sort of can't really split. Well, I suppose Dash and Major hit, did hit the line with a wee bit more in hand on the first day, um, but it's still going to be the one, the one that sort of gets a better run. Could figure, but if I had to lean, hopefully I go my way, the one I'm driving, Dash and Major, over the two of them. He, he's been a bit of a one-paced horse in his career, John. Is he actually getting any better? Because he's been a hard horse for the punters to follow because we know he's good enough, but he, he seems to lack change-up speed. Would a big grass track like today suit him? Well, well, he actually did. Like on the first day, he did actually. He showed a fair bit of speed. They run home quite quick and he made good ground. So um a few years, but he's finally clicked on, I think. All right, got a ticket. You're one on the last. Um, not a lot of great form behind this for the Gill Stable to support this one. Yeah, he's just alright the first day, so um, he tried, he tried a good, so I can't really put that down to much. So I've been relying. I hope he just steps up, steps up today, and goes goes a wee bit better to figure. Mate, I know you spent a bit of time with your brother last week down there in the top part of the South Island. It must have been great for you two boys to catch up and and spend some time together because obviously both very successful horse people. But these days you don't get to see much of Dexter, so I'm sure you've enjoyed that time together. Yeah, it was great catching up with him. All right, sort of um, times flying, flying by, and uh, he's heading back, heading back next week. So, um, but it was really good to finally catch up with him and um, see him over here. Hope he comes back next year. Mate, fifteen hundred wins on the scorecard already for you, and well on your way to two thousand. Um, mate, thank you for all the help you give us here on Trot's Talk on SCNZ, and good luck today. Thanks for that, mate. John Dunn, who we heard earlier from his dad, Robert. Robert's had a bit of an accident at the track, so Reese Fenton's going to be in charge of the northern team. John and Jenna in charge of the southern team, and they head today to Blenheim for the Marlborough Cup with $20,000. Get your text into us. Text your chance to win $50, courtesy of the tab. Thank you, TRB. A bonus bet, get your text into double eight double three. We need your name, your TAB account number, and the reason you should win, because some people are giving us a reason that producer dude Robbie will pick them to be a $50 bonus bet winner. And the code words, not word words today, is copy that. Because copy that took out the Ballarat Cup last night. We'll talk to Blair Orange about that very shortly. We'll take a break here on SCNZ. It's Trot's Talk, courtesy of Harness Racing New Zealand. Welcome back to Trot's Talk, courtesy of Harness Racing New Zealand. Get your text into us at double eight double three. For your chance to win a $50 bonus bet, it's easy. You just text in and you get a chance to win 50 with producer dude Robbie choosing who wins. We need your name, your TRB account number and the code words for today. Copy that because he won the Ballarat Cup last night. We're heading to the deep south where one of my favourite people in harness racing, Kirsten Green, has had a really good week. A good morning to you, Kirsten. How are you? Good, thanks, Mick. How are you? I'm loving life, Kirsten. I'm having a great time. Went to the Gallops last night and I watched them harness racing on my phone, so I'm feeling pretty pumped, but I'm sure you were pretty pumped after the Northern Southland Cup on Thursday because you train McAndrew Aviator, and I've got a funny feeling he's one of your favourites because, man, does he try hard. Yeah, he's just, um, it was really, really good, really satisfying. He just tries so hard and... Um... Finally, so I get a, a group one with a uh, group three with him was um yeah you know just just 
was so good. Yeah, he really deserved it. How do you end up with, when I heard them talking about him after the race, a Pan's Pacific flight? So for those who don't know, that's a stallion who doesn't have a lot of runners in New Zealand. Um, how did he end up in your care? Um, yeah, well, his owner bred him, obviously, Megan Reedy, and um, she used to do a lot of the vet work out at Maca Lodge and, and had a broodmare and put her put her in fold of him. So that's how that came about. And, um, yeah, luckily he turned out to be pretty good. Okay, what do you do with him now? Because once you get to this level, there's not many easy kills. Yeah, so um, looking to qualify for the um, Country Cups final again, obviously, and head back up to Eddington at Easter time. That's sort of a... Um, Bit of an aim for him. He missed away last year, but went massive afterwards. So it'd be nice to go back and have another crack at it. Um, so I think there's like the Wairio Cup and the Riverton Cup down here, which are, I think he's still eligible for under his ratings. So, so that's sort of our main aim just at the moment. And then um, yeah, reassess after that and look through to um, Cup Week again in November. Okay. Is it a case that he's now? You're hoping, obviously, it's nine months away, going to be a New Zealand Cup horse. Yeah, yeah, that was sort of that. We tried to get there this year, but we just couldn't quite sort of make the cut. So, uh, I mean, last year, sorry. Um, so, you yeah, know, that's sort of the full focus going ahead, and the next nine months, all sort of playing around, setting him up to try and have a have a go at getting in again. You had the three winners on Thursday. Betting sensation was the first of those. Um, what do you make of her? Yeah, lovely little filly. She just. Um, couple of little foot issues she feels her feet a wee bit so um she paced a little bit roughly on um thursday but we'll get her back to the beach and get her in the salt water and i think she'll be okay um yeah i think she's got a wee bit of a future um she's not brilliant but she tries really hard she's, every time you ask her she gives you a wee bit more so this sort of gives her a good chance at knocking off a few more wins okay the third of your winners was he's a meister i thought a pretty nice performance yeah really nice um so he went well last season, and we had to give him a, a wind up. He just had a minor issue, and um, yeah, his two or three runs back, his first run, he just sort of choked himself down a little bit, and then massive runner, um, Omicow, he runs fifth, and I pulled put the wrong option. Every option there was was the wrong one. Um, yeah, no, he got managed to get the run through and finished off really well the other day. So yeah, he's still got a couple more wins in him as well. Kirsten, how many horses are you working these days? Um, I think there's about 24 there at the moment, and we've got a few to pick up on Monday. So that's, yeah, that's no, good. Good numbers. Nah. Yeah, no, I'm really lucky. Um, obviously, Tom Kelly and uh, Ox McEwen and um, a few a few other clients that have got multiple horses to keep us pretty busy. So no, I'm very fortunate. Kirsten, we've got a text coming in here from some weirdo called Sean who said, can you ask Kirsten if she's looking forward to a very special pasta bake for lunch today? Um, I, I know, I know, Sean, and I've got a funny feeling if he's cooking the pasta bacon, it won't be that good. Oh, I'm terrified. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! And Sean, of course, is the breeder of my cast no shadow, the Inter Dominion winner. So this is obviously your partner, who's not only a part-time chef, by the sounds of things, but the breeder of good horses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So him and his family. Um, Got a couple of nice cults in the sales this year, and um, yeah, no, they're right into it, and it's, yeah, quite good. They're all sort of into the racing and follow along, and yeah, no, they're doing well. Kirsten, good luck with the pasta bake. Well done on Thursday. <laughs>
<laughs> Kirsten oh, Green. Don't if you don't see me at the races next week, you'll know what. We'll know what's happened. <laughs> it's Kirsten <laughs> Green, one of my favourite people in harness racing. Uh, thanks for joining us this morning, Kirsten. We bounce from the south to the north, most of the way north, to the Waikato. Kyle Marshall's going to join us. Good morning to you, Kyle. Good morning, Mick. How are you? Mate, I'm well, but you're leaving us. You're abandoning New Zealand. Um, you're abandoning us all here in northern harness racing. Um, you're moving to Cranbourne in Victoria. Tell us about this. Yeah, I, I, moving over there, I just thought the right, right time to make the move over there. A few more opportunities. I was there with Brent Lock. Just think I've always wanted to and give it a shot in Australia. Okay, so the Cranbourne Harness Racing Club's been very proactive on trying to get young horse people like yourself involved and helping them out, and they've got a good training facility there. So did they come to you and say, hey, do you want to move to Victoria? Yeah, they did. They uh, contacted me probably 12 months ago, and it probably just wasn't the right timing. Um, So, yeah, I got in contact with them again recently, um, and, yeah, they're doing everything they can to to get us over there with um, great facilities to walk into. Um, so really looking forward to it. All right. Um, you're taking a very nice three-year-old and son of Mac with you. Uh, he'll be a hard horse to, to beat for some of those lower-grade horses over there. What else are you taking with you, and, and are you open to other people listening to the show sending you a New Zealand horse for your new facilities at Cranbourne? Yeah, well, yeah, Son of Mac, he's coming up re- really nicely. Um, we'll target him for the Harness Millions in February the 17th. Uh, he'll have a workout next week. But, yeah, got a couple of horses around us at the moment that, that will do a super job over there. Like the Yogi Son, he's a trotter. He, he only had one start down south, which, which he didn't go too well, but he's working out nice. And, yeah, there's just a couple of nice horses that will probably suit suit Australia, and the, and the owners are really supportive of moving those horses over there. Um, and, yeah, very open to, to look at horses um, outside of our stable. Um, the reason being um, there's a lot of horses being sold to Australia. Keep the owners in those horses and, and keep the owners racing them, but just racing them in Australia. Well, mate, it's a big move. Um, I know you're taking your partner with you and, and obviously a couple of horses. Mate, we wish you the best of luck. It's going to be a shame to see you leave the north, but you're a very progressive club at Cranbourne, so we know there's some good things in the offing for you there, mate. Um, good luck in Australia. We'll see you before you go, of course, but thank you for updating us on your plans. And if anybody does have an interest in sending a horse to you, um, how do they get hold of Kyle Marshall? Yeah, no, really looking forward to the move. Um, the best way to probably get hold of us is we've got a website up and running, kylemarshallracing.com. Um, you'll be easily find my email on there. The website that's very active and um, keeps everyone updated on, on what we're up to. Um, so, yeah, that's probably the best way. All right, mate, thank you um, for joining us this morning and updating us on your move, and we look forward to seeing you um, at Alexandra Park or Cambridge before you go. Yeah, no, thanks a lot, mate. Yeah, I'll be around for a couple more months. Kyle Marshall, who's heading to Cranbourne in Victoria, um, where he's going to set up stables there with the Cranbourne Trotting Club, looking after him. And, yeah, pretty exciting time for him, taking Son of Mac and a few other New Zealand horses and looking for other horses there, as well as going to the sales to buy some horses 
So well done to Cranbourne in, in being active and trying to get a good young horse person there through the new training centre. Get your text into double eight double three. It's Trot's Talk, courtesy of Harness Racing New Zealand. It's great to be part of your Sunday morning. Double eight double three. You can win a fifty dollar bonus bet. We need your name. You know that part. The TAB account number. You might need to look that part up. And the code word for the day. Code words. A copy. And that. Just copy that because he won the Ballarat Cup. On the other side of this break, we're going to talk to his driver, Blee Orange. 600 metres left to travel and copy that running along but held together from Cranbourne. The outside Major Meister under pressure. I cast no shadow coming with its run. And then came Mac Dan. Rock and roll dues winding up with triple eight. Off the back in 28-8 for the third quarter. And it's copy that two metres. I cast no shadow went to second. Then came Cranbourne. But copy that goes into overdrive the Kiwi. Into the straight. He travels well. Three metres. Triple eight's coming with a run. It's copy that in front. Triple eight trying to gun it down but copy Copy that is clear, and it's the real copy that tonight. Copy that, and Blair Orange win the cup. Second home, Honolulu Bay. What a run! Triple eight third. That was the Ballarat Cup last night for one hundred and twenty thousand dollars out of, well, as you'd expect, Ballarat. Uh, copy that, too good. The dual New Zealand Cup winner, leading for most of the race, got the lead off Cranbourne, the former Kiwi who. Actually faded out. It was a bit disappointing, Cranbourne, by his standards, after winning the previous week at Shepparton. And copy that now, the favourite for the Hunter Cup. So the Hunter Cup's worth 500000 It's 13 days away at Melton. That was Blair Orange's first win in Victoria because he had been to Horsham, of all places. I bet you don't know where that is. Uh, for a driver's series race in the past, but he hadn't actually driven much in Victoria, and now he takes out one of their feature races of the year. He joins us now. Good morning to you, Blair. How are you, mate? Yeah, good mate. How's things, bud? Mate, I'm loving it, brother. Um, last night, Ballarat Cup, was it as easy as it sounded? <laughs> Never that easy, Mick, you know, races like that, but uh, no, nah, the horse felt great the whole way, Mick, and um, yeah, he, he really run it out well, and yeah, pretty proud of him actually, and just wrapped that the horse finally showed Australia, you know, just just what he can do. Well, he's he actually won a race in Victoria before, but he hasn't been at his best in Victoria. And um, you drive him when he wins at Alexandra Park, and you drive him when he wins at Addington. Did he feel like the same horse to you last night that he does there? Yes, he did. Yep, for sure. He. Um... He's just such a dude, you know, like he stands in his stall and he, he lets everybody know that he's the playboy and he's a cult and roars and screams and kicks and shows off his um, male anatomy. But um, once he's on the track, he's a real racehorse. And, uh, you know, last last night he felt super the whole way. And, and as I say, I was just so pleased with the horse that he that actually showed Australia that, you know, what his ability is. He's only raced once this year, so he hasn't raced since New Year's Eve. Do you think there's any improvement in him from last night heading into the Hunter Cup in two weeks? Yeah, we'll talk with Andrew Drake, obviously, who's over here with him, you know, like being a cult mick and uh, not racing since New Year's Eve. He's definitely going to take benefit out of the run last night and and be it, you know, as he's going to have to be at, at that absolute peak for the Hunter. So, yeah, I, I think he will take a step forward from last night. All right, um... Tell us about the race last night, because for those who, who didn't see it, because it's quite late for a lot of people in New Zealand, um, he was good, but a couple of the big names really disappointed. Major Meister, 
uh, and Rock and Roll Do. Now, Rock and Roll Do is a horse I'm sure you have plenty of respect for, but he seems a bit lost at the moment, Rock and Roll Do. Yeah, I talked to Ants afterwards, and he said he pulled really hard and never settled in the run, Rock and Roll Do. So, yeah, he looks like he might be at six and sevens a little bit at the moment, that horse. But, um, you know, he is a good horse, and hopefully he comes right for mixed family and the connections. But, um, yeah, and uh, Major Meister, I think he lobbed up outside us there at one stage, and he just never settled either. He, he, he pulled really hard, and I could hear him sort of half making some noises there at one stage. So... Yeah, just he never got a helmet to follow, so he never settled either. But um, yeah, I guess sometimes someone's bad luck's your good luck. Mate, you've obviously had an amazing career in New Zealand, but I think most drivers like the idea of transitioning to Australia and becoming successful over there. Um, you've had success in Queensland. Last night was your first win in Victoria. Is that something you would like to do more of? Is it, is it something you would like to, say, for example, sacrifice six weekends in New Zealand in the course of a season to spend six weekends driving in Group 1s in Australia? Oh, 100%, mate. Yep, definitely. Um, you know, the group, we all drive for the Group 1 racing and and for that good horse to drive. And, you know, horses like Copy That don't come around very often, so you, you can't give that opportunity up and... You know, I just haven't really had that opportunity to, to drive in Australia because I just haven't really had the horse to travel for. So, yeah, I'd travel uh, quite a way for, for this guy. And, yeah, if it become that, if it, if it did become, you know, six weekends in a row to, to drive him in, in, in these elite races, yes, most definitely, because, um, as you know, they don't come along very often, and that's what we're in the sport for, to, um, to drive a good horse in the big races. Andrew Drake uh, is the assistant trainer to Ray Green. He's over there looking after the horse. Um, have you spoken to Andrew about the possibility that through the Hunter Cup he might go to Sydney with Copy That, in which case you might go to the Miracle Mile? Uh, we haven't really talked too much further, Mick, than, uh, than the Hunter Cup in a fortnight. So, you know, obviously there's, there's some races back at home that he's got, like the race and... Um, uh, the Auckland Cup and whatnot, but uh, yeah, I'm sure that if he's here, you know, obviously Sydney's just next door and, and the Miracle Mile and whatnot, but no, all, all, all plans at this stage make it just to the Hunter Cup and, and thereafter, I'm not too sure. All right, mate, what was it like driving in Australia? You've driven, you drive every day in New Zealand. What's it like driving in Australia? Is it any different, or once you're on the track, is it the same? Uh, well, it's like anything, I suppose, you know, um, you can play rugby or league or netball, basketball in, in New Zealand. It's still the same court and the same ball if you travel anywhere else. So, yeah, obviously the drivers are, are, are different and, um, you know, to what you're used to. But, um, yeah, it's, it's still the same. It's still a track, still a horse. And the winning place is still in the same spot. So, yeah, just try and take it as, you, as cool as you can. Mate, we loved it last night. You flew the flag really well, and congratulations to you, to Andrew Drake, to Ray Green, the connections of the horse, and, mate, we'll see you at Melton in a couple of weeks, somewhere you've never been. Is that right? You've, you've never driven at Melton. I've been there as a spectator, Mick. Um, I'll tell you how, how long ago it was. It was when Ants turned 50. We, we came out for his 50th on the weekend, and the great Southern Star was on the Friday night, so we went to that first, and then, and then enjoyed Ants' party on the Saturday, so... 
He must be 65 ants, surely now, so <laughs> years ago. <laughs> maybe, maybe you'll be the party in two weeks' time, mate. Congratulations on last night. Look forward to seeing you at the Hunter Cup. Uh, cheers, mate. Really appreciate that. Blair Orange took out the Ballarat Cup with copy that last night. Producer dude Robbie wouldn't have been watching that because he would have been in bed. He's a good boy on a Saturday night. Producer, I watched it, did you, did you really? I, I watched the race. Really? I yeah. Who, who won the $50 <laughs> I can't believe that. Who <laughs> yeah. won the $50 bet? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, as per usual, I appreciate every single text we got. But uh, Tim's butted me up. He said producer dude Robbie is a dead set legend, which I appreciate. It's just... So. Brutal crawling. It's, 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 brutal. it's kind of cheating, but it's worked today. It doesn't always work, but it's worked today. Oh, that's great. Congratulations to the connections that copy that, um, and also to Tim. Um, we're racing at Marlborough today, so tab.co.nz.